Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, I am so excited because we are joined once again by Rich Howard for a GM-less game of Masks. Masks is a Powered by the Apocalypse game of teenage superhero drama. It is designed to emulate books like Teen Titans Next Men and cartoons like Young Justice, which is doubly appropriate that we have Rich on the show, as Rich is the host of Whelm the Young Justice Files, a Young Justice rewatch podcast, as well as a show where he interviews uh, voice actors from Young Justice, other creatives, myself included, about what draws them to the show, different aspects of the DC Universe. It's really good, y'all. You should really take a listen to it. You can find more information at CrashingTheMode.com, and you can find more information about masks in the show notes. Now, one quick question I wanted to talk a little bit about before we dive in, which is, why play this game GM-less? Why not just do a, a traditional GM-PC arrangement like we've done with Powered by the Apocalypse games in the past, and like we'll do with Powered by the Apocalypse games in the future? I'll talk about this a little more in a duet designer's notes down the road, which you can find at patreon.com slash podcast. hint, hint, plug, plug. But there are two main reasons. One... Masks is a game about team dynamics and the relationship between characters and how those relationships change over time. And it didn't quite feel right to pivot away from that and tell a story about only one character. I felt like I really wanted the game to be about at least two characters interacting. And two, I shamelessly wanted to experiment with more Powered by the Apocalypse games as GM-less, with both characters controlling a playbook and sharing the GM playbook. And Mass seems like a really good game to do that with. And it turned out really well, and it's a lot of fun, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. So if you enjoy this episode and want to talk about it, or you have thoughts about games that might work in a similar format, or you have thoughts about how to do things a little differently, shoot me a tweet or post it on the Discord. Let me know. I'm really interested in talking about this particular approach to Power of the Apocalypse games. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down once again with Rich Howard. Rich, thank you so much for coming back on Party of One. I have been waiting to come back since I was on the first time. I love this podcast, and I'm so excited I get to play today. Uh, I am so excited. Rich, I've wanted to have you on back on the show for so very long, and I'm so glad that we finally are able to like work everything out. And for, for such a good game this week, I could not be more excited. <laughs> I hope so. But... <laughs> but first, uh, before we dive in, as always, uh, I'm going to throw it over to you. If there's anything you'd like the lovely listeners at home to know about, any projects you're working on, any cool podcasts you're a part of. Yeah, I, pre- I appreciate that. Thanks, man. So I am co-host and co-creator of a podcast called Whelmed, The Young Justice Files. We're a fan cast about the animated series Young Justice, which focuses on the DC Comics sidekicks as a team. It had two seasons uh, back at the beginning, like 2010, 11 to 2012, 13. It was a bit sketchy. Uh, They were canceled, but uh, we now know that they have been greenlit for a season three, which that season three is currently in production and will be airing fourth quarter of 2018. Uh, We have lots of incredible guests that come on the show. We analyze the series. We talk about writing and gaming prompts. We have had... um, one of my favorite discussion episodes out of the 30 plus we've had was Mr. Jeff Stormer, who came on to discuss the fourth world, the history of Jack Kirby, the absolutely revolutionary artist and creator of so many characters from Marvel and DC and his love of Superman. And uh, It's a heartbreaking and heartwarming episode. I love it. So you can, it, it's a very good episode, and if you haven't heard it yet, you should go listen to it because it's real. It's good. real good. I, I, I was... Jeff changed a lot of how I view 
certain characters. And uh, as I grew up reading them and learned how to read on these for been loving them for 40 years, that's quite a thing. So um, I love it. Uh, I'm also the co-creator of a role-playing game that's under production right now called Descent into Midnight, which is a Powered by the Apocalypse game that uh, is a fully aquatic setting that explores the depths of the sentient mind. That's a it takes place on a on a aquatic world with no human or similar influence in any way. It's an entirely alien uh, culture and situation uh, where a team of psychic aquatic sentience, I'll call them, uh, work together to fight off a corruption that is affecting both the physical ecology and the minds of their culture. It, I'm, I have not gotten to play it yet, and I'm, I'm a little upset at that because it sounds so freaking cool that I really want to extremely badly. We have pulled together a pretty great team. Uh, Richard Kreutz Landry, who's the origami gamer, um, you should check out his mm-hmm. stuff. Taylor Labreche from the Leviathan Files and Riverhouse Games. We have Brandon Leon Gambetta, who has honored us with his uh, with his presence on the game as well. Who's uh, Pasión de las Pasiones has just uh, released an Ashcan. I think the regular game is coming out mm-hmm. fairly soon, mm-hmm. um, and is also the host of Protean City Comics, which is a fantastic masks uh, actual play. You guys must go listen to. Uh, so I am very honored to be part of the project with those guys. It's, it's incredible. It's a good group. It's a real good group. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, speaking of fantastic masks, actual plays, uh, we are going to be playing masks this week, and I could not be more excited, Rich. I'm. Really I know, wrong. me too. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, specifically, we are going to be we are going to be trying our hand at a GM-less game of masks. We're both going to be playing characters. We're both going to be alternating in the GM role. To sort of, like, facilitate the game, we've kind of laid out a villain, we've got everything. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce, uh, do you want to go, do you want to introduce your character first, or should I introduce uh, my character first? I'll, let me talk about mine first. I'll go first. Yeah. So, my character's name is Wisp. He's a protege playbook, which is kind of a character like, uh, say, a Robin to a Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His protege is named The Revenant. And she's been active as a vigilante for a little over a decade. When she first came on the scene, she, she's very much like a Batman character. So when she first came on the scene, there was lots of rumors. like oh, She's some crazy mythical beast. She's like a ghost. She's a vampire. She disappears and disappears. And nobody knows how she does this, etc. And that went on for at least half a decade plus, maybe seven or eight years, until one of uh, her main villains, called the skull uh finally offered proof that no she really is dead so this was not a myth it was not a legend she wasn't just another mask uh she is a ghost who has returned from the dead to wreak vengeance on crime which uh sent the uh serious chill through the criminal industry uh and soon after that revelation she started showing up on scene with a young boy um probably 10 to 13. Nobody knows exactly how old this kid is. Uh, so where she got this, you know, spectral ghosty ish sidekick and who this kid is, they, that no one really knows. Um, but, uh, his name is Wisp and he plays kind of a Robin-ish role. Um, I'm not sure how much more else to say. 
No, I think I think that's perfect because then I'm going to introduce my character and then we'll go into uh, when gotcha. our team first came together. Uh, my character is Lucas Chen, also known as Ballistic. Ballistic was a high school intern at a at a burgeoning tech uh, uh, experimental laboratory. Lucas was an intern at an experimental laboratory. He was not. He's not the. He's not the most studious of kid. He's not like. He's not a straight A student. He's not a science whiz. He kind of took this because it was, the it was an internship that would look good on his resume should his football scholarships fall through. Um, but he was just kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time because, unbeknownst to him, this laboratory was trying to recreate the long-abandoned Project Wingspan program from World War II, and something happened, either intentionally or not, uh, a test program triggered prematurely, and he was enveloped in this, he was basically blasted with energy and entirely molecularly deconstructed and reconstructed, and had to basically blast his way out of this tops this high security lab because he had found himself a living weapon able to sort of transform his body into weapons and shoot energy blasts and all all sorts of other stuff. He has this incredible biokinetic power where he can create weapons, he can grow wings, he can shoot energy blasts. He can do all sorts of stuff, but this lab wanted him as a test subject because now they've got a super weapon. They're going to hold on to him. So he had to blast his way out of it and has been doing the superhero thing kind of ever since. It's a bit of a teenage thrill ride for him because it's, you know, hey, I got superpowers. I guess <laughs> right, I should exactly. be a hero. It's like in the comic book. If then, right? If superpowers, then superhero. Exactly. But he's also had to be on the run from these lab techs and, like, from, you know, private security forces. It's been it's been a lot for a, for a 16-year-old, like, football star. I, I, I imagine that's the case. Uh, and we talked a little bit about kind of how we ran into each other off mic. You want to go over that a little bit? Yes. Yeah, let's answer our... Uh, yeah, what's your, what's your first question? came together moves. So I think... Uh, my question is, we destroyed our surroundings in the fight. Where was it, and what did we destroy? So it it makes perfect sense um, for yeah, this to be I... the escape, right? If uh, uh, what I'm what 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 I know I know you pitched it to me, and I think I think we're both on the same page of is that like this lab was doing something shady, and the Wisp and uh, yes. the Revenant got involved. They were like investigating it. What I was thinking was that, uh, and, and I'm pitching this, you tell me what you think. So Wisp, one of Wisp's abilities is that he can see and speak to the dead. So he had mm-hmm. he had uh, been running into these spirits that uh, of, of homeless people who had all died. And they had told him, once he ran into so many of them, they said, oh, we, we all died in this one place. This facility took us. They promised us, you know, food and shelter and and compensation, and instead they did some terrible experiment on experiments on us. And we all died. So he went in to go uh, investigate what was happening and try and stop it from happening. But what I think happened 
was that you were there already and you hadn't gained your powers yet. And then Wisp mm-hmm. uh, started some chaos um, to shut down what was going down on maybe a deeper mm-hmm. level, uh, which started maybe one of the ghosts uh, that he works with triggered this premature activation of this Project Wingspan to cause your powers mm-hmm. to manifest. And then Wisp realized, oh no, what did I do? Like, what happened? And then saw this, you know, poor kid, you know, how old, how old do you think you are? 16. Yeah, I think Wisp at this point 16, is, you know, I, well, at this point, I think Wisp is probably 13, 14. He's just kind of small for his age. So he probably, you know, saw this happen and realized that there, this was not good and, and then helped you. So some mysterious little kid helped you out of the facility uh, once they tried to, once they realized what had happened to you wanted to lock you down so it was kind of my fault yeah i love it so i think i'm a little guilty about that sorry my bad i love it uh so yeah when our team first came together we destroyed our surroundings and that was uh yeah that was i'm trying to think of a good what's a good what's a good lab name um meteor labs i'm trying to talk meteor labs meteor labs meteor Meteor Labs is good. Yeah, Meteor, part of Meteor Labs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I Meteor like. Labs is demolished in this big fight. And this actually also ties into my relationship question, which is you once hurt, you once mm. hurt blank when you lost control of your powers. I think Wisp, I think like, I think Wisp gets hurt in the, in like the, the fray, right? Like, I don't think, cause I don't fully understand yep. what I'm doing. There's got to be a moment where I like unleash. Yeah. And like, no, I think so too. And I think, I think it's unusual Wisp. because Wisp is not, Wisp is not a, a hero who is often uh, hit by things like affected by things, but uh, there was just mm-hmm. so much carnage going on and, and your powers, we still don't know exactly how they work or what frequencies mm-hmm. they reach onto or what dimensions they reach into. And somehow uh, Wisp got hurt, mm-hmm. which is an unusual experience. That sounds good. I like it. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you have t- how many relationship questions do you have? Because I have two, and I, I know some of the playbooks have one or two. Uh, I have, uh, I have two. Uh, um, i yeah. i actually the other one also works. <laughs> it is also be, you hang out me. all the time yeah. with blank to blow that off seems, steam. That seems reasonable. So. Um, yeah, and it's actually it works the because there's also a backstory question of like why do you care about the team? I think that like since then, yeah. you know, I've been doing this sort of high flying Spider Man thing where I'm like doing flashy superheroics and having a blast. But I think I take time to like track down Wisp to like check in like check yeah. in because like, you know, living yep. living dead or other, he's a kid and yeah, we're supposed to take we're supposed to take care of the younger right. kids. That's that's what we do. That's well, that, that feeds into my um, team question. The older kids actually, take care of the uh, When kids. our team first came together, there's uh, we stuck together after all was said and done. Why and how how do we keep in contact? Um, so we we stuck together. I think because you just mentioned for yourself, right? You know, you know whether whether Wisp is alive or dead is irrelevant. He's a kid, and, and you want to kind of you have this like urge to protect him and wisp feels a little guilty 
because he realizes that he went into a situation, his focus <laughs> was on helping these other people and then didn't quite take into account that there might have been other innocent people in the building that like he just went in with this mental attitude of like, oh, there are, everyone here is a villain, right? So it, so collateral damage is irrelevant. But then realizing, wait, no, there's a mm-hmm. facility on the surface in which it's just, you know, you know, Jane and Jane and John Doe going to work and coming home and having kids and, you know, they're getting hurt too and that's not okay. And so he's, 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 you know, learning that lesson. Um, so afterwards when you guys escaped and you were trying to figure out what was going on with you and vice versa, um, you had asked him like, how can I find you? Uh, and, uh, Wisp, um, pulled out a doll it's, it looks like a, maybe a late 18th century, early 19th century handmade, like hand sewn doll. Mm-hmm. And it, it's worn and it's stained, but it's clean. It's not like it's old or dirty. It's just right. Um, and he spent some time actually right. whispering to it mm-hmm. and then handed it to you and said, she'll look after you. Tell her you want to see me and she'll let me. And then you looked at the doll and looked up and Wisp was gone. Uh, there's definitely a there's definitely a moment where like I, I, I can see it so clearly where there's like a panel. There's a panel where he's holding the doll like a baby and he's like having this real moment. And then the second the panel after is he's holding it like around the waist with both hands and just one eyebrow fully <laughs> right. knocked like and it's 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 kind of cool and old this? and also creepy and not i don't picture it too big it's like he can hold it in one hand kind of a thing um i'm not sure if you've used it yet but it's like yeah i can see you like you I, keep it in your Sorry. I think he keeps. Sam, just I picturing think him like keeps it. he keeps it in his bedroom for a while, and it was oh, like sorry, it was like sitting on his desk, looking at him while he sleeps until he couldn't he couldn't take that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he stashes it in his backpack now, and it's like he has to like get books out sometimes, and it just kind of peaks. We get like there's there's at least one like school sequence in in the ballistic solo comic where he pulls it open and he just sees it and it's like you just see its head like so uh, I'm gonna like, let's okay. say he hasn't quite I don't, used I don't it actually yet. need my books I'm we fine I, I'm good yeah I I uh, we'll see what happens when he does <laughs> yeah I think that's exactly right cool and so the the last thing to uh determine is influence uh for me i'm going to choose my demeanor happy or locked down i'm definitely happy so i'm going to give influence to three teammates i only have one teammate so i'm going to give influence to you perfect and uh i actually get to choose either playful or business and uh unfortunately for wisp i think right now he's in he he's uh, all business he hasn't quite learned playful is not really something that's part of him yet mm-hmm. so uh he has you he gives uh, influence to no teammates. So I have okay. influence on you, but you don't quite have influence on me yet. Right. I may end up giving it to you during the game, but we'll see. And with that, we are ready to dive into the game. Let's do it. All right. So um, we open on a a wide-angle f- uh, panel of uh, like an unmarked bus. It's like rusted and white. And we get we cut to the panel inside, and it's fully stocked with rows and rows of people, all like shaved down, 
with like almost Star Wars binders on. Okay. The big, you know, the big honking metal. Yeah, yeah, the big uh, handcuffs. Yeah. And there is a guy in in almost like kind of sci-fi-ish SWAT team gear, kind of, and he's got that classic. Like from the movie The Prisoner when he's got – or the, the, the prison transport guard in the movies when he's got the big shotgun. Right, right. He's kind of standing in the front. It pulls into uh, – it pulls into an elect- – like past an electrified fence in an unmarked warehouse and they start shuffling people off. And there are like more of these – there's maybe now about like four to six of these like kind of semi-armored security guards – carrying these prisoners into this large warehouse when there is an explosion on the bus like the bus is a, like the last people get off the bus and then bam big flash of explosion and it's been all like grays and browns and then bright orange explosion nice and ballistic is standing there arms crossed cocky grin on his face like floating in midair, but kind of leaning on some wreckage. Nice. So I see, I see a couple of the guards that are near like the door where these people are being run into. They're, you know, the guy that was on the bus is the one that's closest to ballistic, and he screams at his partners, He's like, "Get him inside! Get him inside! We knew this might happen. We knew it." And he uh, he he uh, takes a a shot at from the shotgun at ballistic. Um, what? happens what does ballistic do um i think as he's he takes i think he's he starts to take aim and there's that uh there's that great shot from an episode of justice league unlimited when the sniper is taking aim at supergirl yeah and like you just see you see her in the distance and then there's a flash and it's just like the s i think it's that where it's like you oh, see right. him closing, you see like you see the first person perspective, like a like a shooter. You, yeah. Like you see the gun, and then you just see him on top, and he's just gonna throw one big like haymaker with a quip of like a quip of like don't point guns at people, it's not safe. And he like throws a big haymaker. <laughs> so he, so he crosses the distance so quickly, the guy has no way to react. Uh, I, I don't yeah. think this is even directly engaged a threat. I think this guy is a mook. So, um, so just All tell right. me what happens. Like he, uh, yeah, he goes flying back because we get a shot of, of ballistics hand and it has turned into like the big cartoon, like almost boxing uh-huh. glove. He grew a giant fist for this and he punches him and then his hand kind of turns into liquid. It like liquefies and starts like swirling around and forms kind of a Mega Man blaster cannon. <laughs> and he kind of. And he, like, he forms two blaster cannons with his hands, and he takes aim at two more of the guards and kind of shoots at his, uh, shoots at their, like, at their uh-huh. feet to, like, send them flying. Nice, down. nice. So, uh, I think what happens now is they, you hit the ground, there's a big explosion, there's, there's dust, and there's, there's rubble flying through the air um, as these two guys get thrown backwards. But they were pretty close to, like, the doors to this, uh, you said it was like a warehouse, right? They're pretty close to mm-hmm. doors. Yeah, a completely right, nondescript exactly. looking warehouse. But as the as the smoke clears and uh, ballistic is, you know, realizing, okay, I've taken these guys out. What am I going to do next? I can go in and help these people. Uh, as the smoke clears, there is uh, another person, uh, a woman, who's standing over the now unconscious bodies of those two guards, 
and she is huge. Um, probably seven feet tall, broad shouldered, um, but not hulkish, like clean cut, mm-hmm. nice uniform, tall, broad shouldered, right? Like Solomon Grundy kind of size from, mm-hmm. from uh, like the Justice League Unlimited series. Um, and she looks up at you and she's got some tattoos along one side of her face and she just, she shakes her head at you and then leaps into the air at you. Uh, so I want you to take a powerful blow. Okay. I can do exactly that. Take a powerful blow. Mark roll plus conditions marked. That is zero. So, uh, here we go. Five. That's a five. Oh, you actually do good because with Take a Powerful Blow, you want the lowest possible. Yes. So tell me how what happens when she comes through the air. She wants to she wants to haymaker you with all of her body weight and strength. What actually What happens is uh, the hands turn to liquid and they form back into hands. They clap they clap together. They point kind of doing like a dual finger gun deal. <laughs> okay. And they kind of turn into like a very like fifties uh-huh. looking ray gun. Which kind of reflects uh, Ballistic's whole aesthetic, which is sort of uh, retro ray gun Retro ray gun chic. I love it. Like, it's a lot of, like, smooth... It's very metallic. There's a lot of metal plating. It's very, like, fluid looking. It kind of... It, it looks like sci-fi armor, but from a kid who read comic books would picture, like, sci-fi armor. So it's got a little bit of night. It looks similar to, if you know yeah. Marvel's yeah. Nova... It's kind of got that aesthetic, right? Like it's armor plating. It's very like smooth lines. Picturing, it looks. I'm picturing you like a Flash cool. Gordon version of Blue Beetle, Young Justice. Yes, that's a good way to. That is a very good description. Nice. That is awesome. exactly what it. I'm thinking. So he claps his hands together. They form into this ray gun, and he just like fires her back. It is non-lethal, but like she gets sent tumbling back. And he, but he also gets sent tumbling back, like into oh, the wreckage. Oh, nice. Wreck. Okay. Because he right. doesn't exactly. know his own exactly. strength. Um, so what do you? So you uh, pull yourself up out of this wreckage uh, to to kind of see what's going on. What do you want to do from there? I think I am going to fly over uh, wings, spr- uh, uh-huh. shoot out of my shoulder blades, very sleek looking, like uh, almost like hang glider wings spit out of my and i kind of like blast over to uh this woman and i kind of like lean in and i say hey pleasure to meet you (laughs) she looks up at you and you see that she um there is uh some scarring Uh, the rest of her body is is like smooth as far as you can see like her skin looks unblemished Mm -hmm. she is shaved headed she doesn't have hair she's shaved headed with these tattoos but there is a, the finest outline of a scar like across her throat. Um, and she hasn't said or done anything. Even when you like hit her with this blow, there was no oomph or any sound coming out of her. And you're standing right in front of her and she, and she looks up. What are you doing? You're just, you're introducing yourself or are you doing something else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like lean forward. I'm like, hey, pleasure to meet you. Uh, ballistic. You don't seem like you're... You don't seem like you're one of the normal uh, Bunsen and Beaker crew, so I trust that you're not here to kill me. So, uh, what's the deal? 
as you're as you're talking to her, she looks around and she sees that like the the facility's closed, it's locked down. Uh, everybody that they had on the bus has gotten into the facility now. Um, she reaches over to her wrist and presses a button, and you see a kind of a glow or a shimmer appear over the building, and then she attempts to punch you again. So take a powerful blow. All right. That is an eight. All right. That is an eight, and on a uh, seven to nine. So you get to you get to choose one. You either lash out verbally, provoking a teammate. You can give ground, uh, giving your opposition an opportunity, or you can struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. So what she does is, after she hits this button, and you kind of look up at this shimmer that you can clearly see. I'm, I'm picturing like it. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but like this bio. What, what do you call it? Your, your uh, powers? Biokinesis. Bio- so I, I, I see it like like you can make your eyes do mm-hmm. crazy stuff and you enhance your senses and I can see all kinds of powers for you. But like your enhanced eyes that are helping you see through all the smoke and, and uh, detritus and stuff that keeps getting knocked into the air, you can clearly see this weird shimmer around the building. Just plow right into you with a fist right into your chest. Um, so what do you want to do? Uh, I think I'm going to give ground and say like cartoonishly flies up and down and is just like bent over, like, like legs over, like, like four, like, like legs over the head hits the ground, (laughs) whole body falls backwards. And it's just like, did somebody, did somebody get the license plate of that truck? (laughs) <laughs> when you look up, she's gone. Her opportunity is she is now gone. Perhaps inside the building. Uh, I'm going to sit there for a minute and think about it for a long time and think, oh, wow. Uh, homegirl throws a punch. Ugh, dang. I should ask her if she's given boxing lessons. Where have I seen that? Where have I seen her before? And he's going to sit for a second and he flies to some uh, like a dumpster nearby and he opens it up and pulls out his backpack. Of course he does. Right. And he takes takes out the doll for the first time. Okay. And he's like, hey, uh, hi, hi, hey, uh, you're a doll. This is weird. Uh, I'm not I'm talking to you. You're a doll. Uh, This is odd. Um. I think the Revenant is gonna try and do something that might hurt people. I think that was the Revenant, and I'm uh, a little worried, and I'm wondering if maybe you could talk to your friend Wisp. This is this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. What am I doing? Could you talk to your friend the Wisp for me? So the doll sits there and doesn't seem to do anything, and you wait and you wait. And you, there's no immediate response. Uh, so you're kind of beaten up. You're full of dust and sweat. Uh, your your biokinesis only goes so far. Mm-hmm. You can't get in a quick check. You can't get into the building. So you decide to head home to figure out what you're going to do because you otherwise don't know how to get a hold of this. What, what does your home look like? How do you, um, where do you live? Do you have your parents? Do you live? I live with, I live with my grandparents. Um, 
I live with my grandparents in a one of the the sort of older colonial houses on sort of the out like in sort of the historical part of town. Mm-hmm. They they have they've had this house since they've had this house since they came over. Um and it's quiet like it's quiet. It's 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 close enough to the city that it's still kind of bustling, but it's also far enough out of the way that there's trees and bushes and stuff. Gotcha. And it's like it is a very boring, boring uh, urban suburban household. Okay. And so you your uh, parents, what happened to them? Um, not sure. Never really, not, never, never knew them. I mean, I've grown up with my grandparents as long as I can remember. Oh, gotcha. They didn't, they, you're not sure you, you weren't told by your parents what happened to them? No, no, I, I never really, I never really asked. Sure. And they just never brought it up. That's so interesting. So you get home and, uh, you, you walk into your room, you, you take your clothes off. You're like thinking about what you should do next. And the, that's when you realize that the shower is already on in your bathroom. And there's I, I stand up real straight and I look at the doll and I look at the shower and I look at the doll again and I kind of slump down. And I'm like, did I bring up? Did I? I want to get murdered by a poltergeist. I'm going to get murdered by a poltergeist. This is great. This is so great. Steam is pouring out from underneath the door of the, of the closed bathroom shower. Uh. I I, I, I I kind of uh, lean up against the wall next to the door and I give it sort of the uh, knock, 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 knock. There's no answer. But you hear some uh, kind of like a squeaking sounds, like squeaky hinges maybe. Uh, I'm going to get murdered. I'm going to get murdered. This is a murder. This is a murder ghost. I may, I, I, I brought a murder ghost into, into my home. I brought a murder ghost into our, and I opened the door slowly, like muttering about <laughs> murder ghosts. the door. Uh, and there's a lot of steam in the bathroom. You can still see, but the mirror is very steamed up. And as you're watching that squeaky sound is, it's like the sound of, of a finger drawing on a wet mirror. And you can see letters forming themselves in the steam that say corner of Siegel and Bailey 9 PM. And in the, in the clean spots of where the finger was going through the steam, you see a reflection. Mm-hmm. The reflection is a little girl that's not in the room, but in the reflection, you can see her momentarily like, it's her finger, almost like it's on the other side of the mirror, drawing the, mm-hmm. the message. And she looks up at you, and as she turns away and runs off into the reflection, you can see she's holding the doll. All right, no, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. All right, I, I don't think you're a murder ghost anymore, but I will, I'm, I'm not 100%, but that was pretty cool. And I'm going to look at my watch, and it's probably like, it's probably yeah. like 8.58. Or some like ridiculously close to that, and I'm like, okay. And we see the the trees rustle. We see the flash of like orange as as the uh, you know I, I flash into costume. We get a we get a shot of me flying out the window, 
and I come smashing down into the back alley on the corner of Siegel and Bailey. Because I haven't quite figured out the line yet. So I just crash into the Greatest American hero. Uh, so you, 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 you land and uh, you pull yourself up off the ground from a, a partially failed three-point superhero landing. You're trying. You're trying. But they're, they're, they're real hard. They're, they're harder I'm than people there. think. Uh, and you stand up and you see Wisp. Um, so fairly small, maybe five, two, five, three, five, four, maybe. Um, he has his signature cloak and hood over his eyes. Um, you've saw his costume the last time. It, it's very Robin-esque in a way, but if Robin's costume mm-hmm. was almost like a, um, like a, a steampunk throwback so instead of he does have like a utility belt but his utility belt isn't like high-tech gear you've seen him like he like throws things that look like uh alchemical vials to create smoke and and things like that he has kind of a strange like almost Mm -hmm. purplish pink tinge to like his eyes and his costume and he's just standing there like he always does he just stands hey it's, it's you. Um, I mean, I knew it was you because, like, I'm ballistic and I'm pretty great. But like, hi, uh, hey, hi, what's up? You needed me. He sounds. Um, uh, you didn't hear him talk much the last. Time. Um, he almost seems shy. Uh, I, I, I kind of lean in in sort of that older brother way, and I'm like, yeah, um. And then, like, I, or I start to, and then I kind of slump my shoulders, because, like, I don't know what, what I'm doing here. And I'm like, I, this isn't going to make sense, and you're probably going to brush me off, because you probably know this, and it's probably a whole thing. I think the what? Revenant is going to hurt some people. I think that she's, so, do you remember Meteor Labs, right? Yeah. You remember the stuff they were doing? Yeah. I think I I've been tracking some stuff. I've been doing real superhero stuff. Oh, oh man, you should have you should have seen some of it. I've been like tracking leads and doing stuff. I'm getting ahead of myself. I've been tracking things. And I think they're starting to I think they're getting ready to do it again. But what does that have to do with and there's like a little pause and she says he says uh what does that have to do with Revenant? I intercepted a, a, a group of, of test subjects and she showed up and she threw a haymaker a hell of a haymaker I gotta ask if she's teaching lessons cause damn I could learn a thing or two from that punch I'm getting ahead of myself she sent me reeling back and then went inside and I'm afraid she's gonna act on some stuff he he looks concerned. And and when you saw him before, his face was very hard to read. It's very like blunt affect in a way, even though his voice is emotional, but not now. Like he looks away for a minute and then turns back to you and says, she's been missing for three days. I don't know what that means. She's never been gone this long. Not without at least telling me. Uh, 
well, she's not missing anymore. What, what, what were you, what were you following again? There was a, a bus of, they had, they'd been gathering people up, some homeless people, some, I think they, I think they stole some people from the, from the prison. Uh, just, you know, people that people wouldn't miss, I guess. I don't know. And they were pushing them into a warehouse and I think they were going to experiment on them. So he, uh, he looks up at you and, uh, so this is, uh, I want to, um, I want to, he's going to start talking to the spirits of the area, um, to get information. Okay. So I'm thinking this is maybe like an unleash your powers. Yeah, I'll call that unleash your powers. Yeah, make that roll. Over. Yeah, yeah. Extend your yeah. senses. Let's do that. You're gonna roll plus freak. Yeah. Strangely enough, he doesn't see himself as much. The rest of you are all weird though. They're, they're weirdos. Whoa! I rolled an eleven, even though my freak is zero. All right, on a hit, you do it. So describe to me what it looks like. Yeah, so so you don't see very much. So he's standing there, and you, but you see him kind of get that that thousand yard stare. Um, I kind of picture it like uh, I don't know if you read Lone Wolf and Cub, but like mm-hmm. the Cub is like this baby, the baby that goes around with this assassin, and people just mention like this child has seen more you know, death and more of the world than most people have. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in his eyes. That's what it's like with Wisp. And he, uh, he gets this, this thousand yard stare and, uh, a, a moment or a breath or two goes by and he says, there are definitely, there's some more spirits here than there were. They're not from the same place, though. Last time at last time at the labs, the, the reason I knew something was going on was because they had been taking homeless people from neighboring, like, areas, uh, different neighborhoods that were next to one another, and and they were all consolidating back here. But I didn't notice what was happening this time because these are people you're right they're prisoners but they're from different places they're from different prisons um i i think they knew what happened last time i think they knew how i found out they're covering their tracks that makes sense i would do the same thing if i were an evil super lab super villain guy i mean i'm not but like if i were I, maybe i could be no 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 that's i'm getting ahead of myself oh. He looks at you with like this innocence and of concern and worry, like like a young kid. Like, wait, is that something I need to be worried about now? And he stops. <laughs> he stops because he's been like trying to like he's trying to calm himself down with jokes, and he realizes what he said, and he stops and he thinks he's like, I'm kidding. It was a joke. It was just a joke. I don't. We're gonna, I don't we're gonna like do this, this, buddy. Buddy. <clears throat> he turns and looks at you. We're going to stop this. You and me. We're going to stop this. We're going to save Revenant because she's in danger. If she's been missing, she's in danger, right? Yeah. Feels like you're trying to comfort or support, comfort and support 
exactly what I'm doing, so I'll make that move. Roll plus mundane. Uh-oh. That's not good. What? You don't see yourself as normal? <laughs> uh, that is a six. Okay, so you mark potential. Oh, you also got to mark potential from that uh, take a powerful yes, blow. That you I'm at two blow. potential. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he does not, he looks unconvinced. Um, yep. As if he maybe knows more about some of, so he knows more to be concerned about than you do. Hmm. Well, take me to this facility. Where where was this facility? Uh, all right, let's go. Wait, no. Uh, he raises his hand, and there's, it, he says, follow this. He raises his hand, and there's almost like a, there, there's like a willow with a wisp appears. This, like, shining, shimmering light. And you look at the light and turn back, and he's gone. <laughs> He's, he's, he's batman out. People, and, people gotta stop doing that to me today. Uh, you, you, do you follow the wisp? Uh, yes, but I, 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 I kind of, um, actually what I do is not so much follow the wisp as I say like, hey wisp, bet, bet you I get there first and like take off to the sky. You, and like, the, you know, we you see, see that you see the wisp almost like it vibrates almost like laughing. And then takes off. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I follow. I, I follow the wisp. Yeah. The the wisp takes you um, about three or four blocks away to an abandoned. Uh, what looks like it used to be a, a small apartment building, uh, and goes in through one of the windows that's open, um, and you you fly in through the window, uh, and inside is a uh, is an apartment. Um, it's kind of partially furnished, but doesn't look heavily lived in. Like someone's been squatting there, maybe. Like there's probably squatters in this building or something. But there's no one. No one's living in this apartment, at least right at the moment when you get there. Um, there are some books around, and there's some other things like up on some shelves. But Wisp is there, and he, as you you kind of walk through this bedroom where the window is open into the living room. And Wisp is sitting in the middle of the floor, and he's sitting in the middle of a what looks like a summoning circle kind of a thing mm-hmm. that's glowing a little bit. And he's not floating or anything. He's just like on the floor uh, when you walk in the door. And uh, I'm going to make a roll, been reading the file. Uh, okay. And with been reading the files, it's a protege move. It says you've learned about the superhuman world through your mentor's resources. When you first encounter an important superpowered phenomenon, roll plus superior. So I'm going to give that a roll. Okay. And then we're gonna we're gonna see what we can. how how superior do you see yourself? Uh, well, I am pretty superior because my mentor is. Superior. Um, I rolled a ten plus two from superior is twelve. So, um. So what that means is, on a hit, tell the team one important detail you've learned from your studies. Uh, the GM will tell you what, if anything, seems different from what you remember. On a 10-plus, ask the GM a follow-up question, that, and they will answer it honestly. Okay. So I think what happens is, is by the time you get there, Wisp opens his eyes. The, the summoning circle fades. and He says, she's been missing for three days. I thought she was on a mission. 
I, she's not on a mission. Look, there are things that can control and bind spirits. Um, I haven't run in. She told me about a, at least twice in the past that someone has been able to take control of her in a way that made her do things she wasn't meant to do. Um, she thought that she had put up defenses against that, but that thing we saw last time, that cat person, do you remember, off in the distance before we... Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, cat head, cat head. He had an aura about him. There's something... There's something more inhuman than just the fact that he looks like a cat person. I think he has some kind of power and I think he might have been able to take control of her. Now, what's different and now you can and you can ask me a question, but what's different is uh previously the reason you came to Meteor Labs was because yeah. people were getting killed. And you sus- and as it turned out, like what you discovered then was that they had they were to build up they were building something to control those spirits. Right? Oh, like they were so I thought they were experimenting with people's genetics or something, but they were actually trying to do something with their dead spirits. Oh, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. But what's different this time is. Uh, the spirits that you spoke to, the ones that told you something was up this time, one of them described uh, before their spirits and yeah. bodies were separated. He describes uh, being controlled, his body being controlled with the spirit in it. So whatever technology they've developed, they no longer have to sever the body from the spirit to control. Oh. So now they can control <sighs> living and dead spirit. We have to... I don't understand what he wants. Why would you want to do something like that? Um, so the Revenant can manifest herself in a, in, a, in a kind of ectoplasmic physical body, but she is a spirit. Um... And she, like, when she punches someone or does stuff like that to them, it's it's almost as much telekinetic as mm-hmm. physical, which is one of the reasons why I think he flew back so far mm-hmm. uh, when it happened. Um, mm-hmm. I, what what does he want? What would he? What? I don't know if this is a question for the GM. No, I think that's that's a great question for the GM, and I think the answer. Uh, and I think the answer. I think. Um, I think Ballistic has been just listening to this and just starts looking at his hand and it starts glowing and like burning a little bit and then like extinguishes real quickly and his eyes go wide. I think they're building some sort of army. Like it Wisp shakes his head. He's like to take over the world? Like <laughs> What, what? I don't want to scare you. But it's not scaring me. It's like every yes. week. But, what is this? These people but, like yeah. you just want to take over the world? Like I don't. 
Why do you need an army? Why can't you just find a job and live life? I don't know what the job market is like for weird, spooky, cat head, backwards hand dudes, but... That's fair, I guess. He kind of smiles a little bit at your joke, um, which is the first time you've seen him do something like that. Um, and kind of looks at you appreciatively. He latches on hard to the smile, and he's like, eh? Eh? Huh? <laughs> 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 uh, you got him. He, he smiles. He doesn't laugh out loud, but he does smile. Uh, and he always speaks very quietly, by the way, as well. Um, we need to go. I need... I need. Hey, hey. He look. Let's go save. Yeah. Let's go save the world. He nods. Um, the, there are several. He he whispers something, uh, too low for like you can see his mouth moving almost, but not even hearing much coming out of his mouth. And there are several books come off some shelves and float over to him and open up, and he's reading them. Uh, and he's doing some things and then some other vials come out out of another room uh, and you realize there's a whole like like almost like Sherlock Holmes you know early 19th century looking almost like chemical lab in there and that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, uh, it just looks makeshift it's like modern equipment that's really makeshifty looking um, and he uh, he grabs some things and he's like okay all right, let's go. Take me, take me there. And might be able to do something about it. And uh, for the first time, uh, ballistic Lucas like pounds his hands together, and his his whole look becomes way more like armored. Like his shoulder, his shoulder epaulets become a little spikier. Um, and from the back, his head, his face has been exposed this whole time. And from the back like metal just encompasses his face almost like a like a dead shot mask yeah and his eyes open wide and he's got these big round red eyes and he like he kind of like clenches like pounds his fist together and he's like let's do this and we time skip back to that <laughs> warehouse all right we get back to the warehouse um i think we are rushing into battle yeah, against uh, against them. You want to you want to you want to get some team team together. Yeah, let's get our let's get our team pool together. I think I think you're I think you're the leader of this. You you've been spearheading all this, so I think you are the uh, team leader. Definitely the leader. So we've got two team. Uh, we don't get a team because I don't have inf- We start a game with. Sorry, one, go ahead. We start a game with one team. We gain two team yep. before we go into battle. So we start. We have three right now. And then what are the and then what are the questions? Uh, if the leader has influence over every teammate, add one. I don't have influence over you. Not yet, no. So that's so three. Uh, if everyone has the same purpose, add another team. What is your purpose in the fight? Well, what is what is you as the leader's purpose? Uh, I am looking to save those people and stop whomever is going to hurt them or control them against their will. I think Wisp has a different purpose. I think he wants to do that, but his main purpose is to free revenue. So what does that mean okay. when we have different? Uh, we don't add another team, so we have three team. Okay. Uh, if any team member mistrusts the leader of the team, remove a team. Do you? No, mistrust I do not. And that applies for you to me as well. So you can, you can mistrust yeah, the team. No, I don't trust. 
I don't mistrust you at all. I think that, you know, like you've, you, I, I am creeped out <laughs> by you, but I trust, you know, what That's you're fair. doing. You he does have me. a few years under his belt for sure. Okay. And if our team is ill-prepared or off balance, which I don't think we are. No, I don't think so either. I agree. So we have three teams. Three teams fair. There's only two. Three teams fair. Now, any anyone, uh, either of us can spend a team to uh, add plus one to our role, add plus one to the other person's role. We can help each other out, or we can act selfishly, which uh, will adjust our labels and have some other effects. Yes, exactly, exactly. But to uh, give a plus one to someone else's role, we also have to describe it in the narrative. Yes, we have to be helping one another. Yes, exactly. All right, cool. So we come up to this warehouse, this, this relatively nondescript warehouse. Like you, you had described yeah. it originally. You tell me what it looks like, but it's now it force is, field. It is a back alley, uh, like kind of abandoned, in one of those big abandoned industrial districts. It is very classic superhero warehouse. And the first thing we see is Ballistic blowing open the door. Like one of these big, huge sliding doors just goes flying backwards. And we just see like one, like him holding one fist and he kind of hold, brings it back and just goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I... And on the inside of this warehouse is Tech amazing astounding massive industrial like super sci-fi tech what is he wisp kind of wisps goes into the building and, and looks around does it look like human advanced tech or oh uh, no no it is uh <laughs> it is very it is very is it alien. is it jack kirby tech is it kirby tech yeah it's all it's all kirby tech it's all kirby as hell <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> and also, uh oh. Okay. Uh yeah. all right, so we, we walk into this we walk into this building. Um and this is the building that you had the prisoners, right? So Wisp turns to yep, Wisp, yep. Wisp turns to Ballistic and says, Where do you think these prisoners were taken? She's probably there. That's uh That's a real good question. But Okay, yeah. I'm first thing. Actually, uh, one move I need to make real quick is I need to I need to power up my charge up my powers as I did the uh, initial like suited up thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually have a roll after you as well. Oh, that's snake eyes, snake eyes. <laughs> and it's for your burn. You're 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 yep. powering up your burn. Hold two burn. Hold two burn and mark three conditions. Yes. Great. Good. Good, good, good. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna mark uh, afraid. Okay. I'm going to mark. I'm gonna mark insecure. Okay. Afraid because like I'm 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 realizing that they're building an army and the sheer scope of that, even if I'm trying to like brush it off, is like starting to sink in. Right, so your uh, your like uh, humor coping mechanism is getting turned up to eleven. Yeah, insecure because I'm, I'm I'm realizing how out of my depth I am. I am a teenager. I should be at home like reading comics. I shouldn't be trying to live one out right now. This was terrible mistake. Right, right. And, I hear you. Uh, I think those are all great. 
And I think uh, the last one I'm going to mark is guilty because I've dragged someone else into this. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um, the role I'm going to make is be mindful of your surroundings. So actually, instead of asking you like where these people went, Wisp just, he doesn't even look at you. He's got his, his face is just not very visible most of the time. He just seems to always keep it inside of this, this hood. Um, but he doesn't even look at you. He just says, stay here. And then he, of course, ninjas away, right? He, he, uh, he, he Batman's off. And he's going to assess the situation and be mindful of your surroundings is when you assess the situation, uh, you may ask one additional question, even on a myth and uh, assess the situation is rolling plus superior. Okay. My superior is plus two and I rolled an eight. So plus two is a 10. So I actually get three questions. So you can, you can answer these questions okay. for me. Um, yep, yep, yep. So the first one's going to be what here is the biggest threat? And as I'm, I'm kind of uh, going through this warehouse, uh, avoiding things like as much as I can, avoiding like alarms and getting through some doors, and trying to like start, look around to see where these prisoners are, and like just assessing what's going on at, le- at least this top level. If there's more than one, um, I think there's only the one level because like you're 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 dodging alarms and you're effortlessly dodging that stuff. The alarms and the security that they've put in is not gotcha. the threat. The threat you get to a machine like sort of in the back, and it is this kind. It is uh, there are lab techs surrounding it, and it's like humming, and it's emitting this green light. And there's what it looks like a summoning circle directly in front of it, but you see it's being cast down by like a light pro- by a projector <laughs> overhead. Awesome. <laughs> and in the middle of that summoning circle, sitting cross-legged, completely like non-responsive, is Revenant. Revenant is the biggest. Player. Okay. Um, this machine, this machine that is controlling Revenant, is the biggest threat. And until you can free her, Revenant is the biggest threat. Okay. So I have two other, I get two more questions. Yep. What here is in the greatest danger? You have been passing by, like you've been dodging these uh, alarms and laser grids, and you've been seeing rows and rows of like cages with people in them. And you know that those people are in real danger because you've seen, you see these machines and they, none of them look like they would treat a person nicely. They all look gruesome and like they would rip your soul from your body and turn it into a weapon or just turn or just like fill you with like subdermal nanotech explosives and turn you into a weapon or something like that. They're all just like twisted mutation weapons. Uh, So those prisoners are in Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then my last question will be what here can I use to blank, which is what here can I use to... What here can I use to free the revenant? I brought some things with me too, maybe, um, but um, the thing you can use to free the revenant is you've noticed that all, all of the security systems you've passed have been like things that have been added onto the building. They're very alien. They're very high yeah. tech, but you see on the wall. It's on the other side of the... It's on the far side of the wall. You'd have to get past those lab techs and security guards to get to it. But there is a very non-alien, non-high-tech lever on the wall. Okay. 
that is the sprinkler, the fire. <laughs> now, you don't know how high tech these, right. these electronics are, but you know they're electronics and you know water and electronics right. don't go. Okay. Anywhere. I'm not going to do anything yet. Uh, I'm also looking to see. So, are there, so she's the biggest threat, but I don't see anyone else. There's no guards. There's no. There are. There oh, okay. are guards walking around this the same guards in the SWAT gear with the shotguns or like the laser right. rifles that we saw earlier. There are lab techs. You don't see Cathead. Okay. You don't see Cathead at all. But you see these like you see a lot of these lab techs. But you also see exactly one upper level office. Okay. On the like like kind of near where the near where the summoning machine is, but like a floor yeah. up. You see a glass window, and you see a figure look like you see the outline of a figure looking out on all of this. <laughs> I see like the shadow of Sheer Khan, basically, like in this window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so uh, I will uh, remove myself from that situation and uh, appear behind uh, ballistic because you know because I am me. Um. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain to him what's going on. Like, I'll explain to him basically what I just saw. Okay. I cool. think I think we could cause a distraction with those sprinkler systems. It may short some of the equipment out. It may not. I don't know. This None of this looks normal to me. But at least it could be a distraction. And then... Perhaps I can get to Revenant and I might be able to free her. Uh, And then you could free the people or distract the guards. I drop down onto one knee and I put my hand on his shoulder. All right. I'll cause the distraction. I'll get everybody's attention. You get Revenant. Then we deal with the people. Then we deal with. Then we deal with. And I kind of like look up to the window. Got yeah. it. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. I put up a high uh, five. He just stares at you. <laughs> cool. Great. Uh, so okay. I'm going to spend one of my burn. I'm going to spend one of my burn right off the bat to okay. use my move power. Spend one mer- well, spend one burn to move to any place you choose within the scene, breaking through or slipping past any Ooh, barriers nice. or restraints. So, um, what happens is there is we see the lab techs uh, like walking around, and we start hearing crashing okay. on the other side of the room. And we see we we with the we cut we cut to a far shot we see the doorway all the way in the distance as as guards are like kind of scrambling to get to okay. the door that's been blown open and boxes are being blown out of the way and it's just ballistic, ballistic going na 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 and like punches like punches uppercuts a security guard sends him flying and then elbows the the uh, the fire alarm and like pulls it down okay gotcha so the fire alarm goes off, uh, and the uh, the sprinkler system starts to go on. Um, it, and unfortunately, it's it's kind of jammed. It seems like it's jammed up a bit. It's an old sprinkler system, 
and and clogged a bit. So there's some there's some raining down of water and some confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, you see, like from where you are, where Wisp is standing or or was standing, is now also in the room. You just see him standing in some shadows, his eyes glowing a little bit, uh, and you see him mumbling, or at least his mouth moving again with nothing coming out of it. Uh, and then there's like a, a whine and a creak from the pipes, and then the whole thing starts to work. Like it's pouring down water in this place as he uh, uh, disappears into the shadows, heading over toward Revenant. Um, so, what are you? What are you doing now? Um, now, what I'm going to do is spend my other burn to unleash a reality storm. <laughs> Uh, channeling a destructive verse with my powers to directly engage a threat using my powers, rolling plus freak instead of plus damage. Okay. Uh, when I do this, I will cause unwanted collateral damage unless I spend another burn. I don't have another burn, so that's correct. <laughs> okay. But I am unleashing, like, um, Blue Beetle style, like, guns kind of, like, tentac- or not tentacles, but, like, limbs kind of pop out of my back and form <laughs> laser cannons. <laughs> And my hands turn into cannons, and I just point them at the technology, and I'm like, hey, hurting people's bad. Don't do that. And that's a seven, eight, nine. Um, For directly if, engaging a threat? Yeah. So you get to... If we, spend one, if we spend one team, I can win this. So you are... What are you directly engaging? Because I'm not convinced these uh, mooks are much dangerous. The the technology it the the machines that would hurt like the the machines and the 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 tech the tech. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, I'm going to. So you're on a seven to nine. You rolled a nine. Mm-hmm. So you still you get to pick one. Still on a nine. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna be focusing on revenant. Okay. So you can either resist or avoid their blows, meaning that. If you're focusing on the technology, these other guys are going to get shot at you. You can take something from your opponent. You can create an opportunity for your allies, or you can impress surprise or frighten the opposition. So uh, on a hit, you trade blows. So you've succeeded at this point. You just have to decide whether you're going to take a blow and do something else or resist the blow and not do any of the peripheral stuff. Uh, I'm going to resist. Okay, the so they fire and just or just unload on the machine. Like, actually, no. I'm going to take the blow and take something from them and like disable, like start like actually blowing up their machinery. Got it. That sounds perfect. So the machinery starts blowing up around you, uh, and but these guys are are taking shots at you. How do you? Re- oh, you don't resist or avoid the blow, right? Yeah. So I'm. That means that you're going to let's see. What condition do you take? What do you think? Uh, I've got three conditions marked, so this is not good. Not. This is great. Uh, I think it's fantastic because the next time you do your burn, it's actually two D. It's actually rolling plus your condition. That's right. Well, good because I'm out of burn. Uh, I'm gonna take. I've got angry, insecure, guilty. I'm gonna take. Angry, insecure, guilty. I'm going to take... Or no, I've got afraid, insecure, guilty. I'm taking angry. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Now I'm taking angry as I'm just like letting it out. Like I'm letting it all out. 
Also, you would have afraid previously, so that was a minus two to directly engage a threat. So you're, you actually rolled a, you rolled a seven, which is still the same thing, but the uh, team wouldn't have worked. Anyway, so that worked. That worked out. I didn't even consider. I forgot. That would that, that worked out yeah, perfect. That worked out for the best. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you do. So you've got four out of your five conditions. This is what happens when you start provoking a Nova. Uh, we'll see what happens next. Okay, so um, they get some they get some shots in at you. The shotgun blasts go off. But in addition to that, um, the uh, the uh, door to the office. You said there was a there was another office in this space that we were looking up at the window. Um, and we were seeing a shadow along the window, like frosted glass, basically. The, yeah, the yeah, frosted yeah. glass disappears, or at least the, the frosting on the glass disappears, and we see Rakshasa uh, for the first time in this comic. And there's like a, a, a close-up shot of his eyes narrowing as he looks down and sees just carnage going on in a... Uh, his technology being taken down. Um, and in some of this technology, you notice that, that there are shields and things around this technology, but your blasts are somehow going just ripping straight through, uh, this tech, this, uh, this high tech or whatever it is, force field that's protecting some of these, these pieces of equipment. And then he, his eyes scan to the left and he looks down to see wisp, uh, disabling the uh this uh projector <laughs> i love this kirby tech projector summoning mm-hmm. circle they've got revenant trapped in he's disabled that with the water and uh, some other stuff that he has in his belt he's disabled it but revenant is still like lying on the floor uh, and he's right next to her like looking like whispering in her ear and then the rakshasa leaps through the window dramatically shattering the window lands on the ground and you see with your heightened eye senses like that you know comic booky blast like come out of his his mind and mm-hmm. slam into wisp uh i'm actually gonna make myself take a powerful blow uh as he gets blown backwards mm-hmm Oop, and I, this, this program I use rolls high, not good for take a powerful blow. So uh, I rolled a 10. So uh, that means. Now, yeah. here's, a, here's a question. Could we, if you roll yes. a 10 and you have no conditions marked, right? Could we justify it doesn't for actually take a powerful yeah, blow? It's, it only adds to rolls. So okay. you but what you can, what, what was, you could what do was, though is you could say about. I so, yeah. want to defend another. So you could do a defend maneuver, and you Actually, so you exactly see him land and heading. Yeah. His his focus is clearly on. I should have asked. What do you want to do? I should have asked you that. Um, I think the blast comes out, and um, I'm tearing through machinery. I see the blast. I think you should roll your like, roll your no! burn again. And I, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So this is plus four. Nice. Uh, so a, we that's get, an get three, three burn. Seven I think plus right. Four eleven. And no. Three burn. Yeah. Three burn. Hold. No. Uh. No condition. Three burn. 
All right, so now what do you want to do? You could defend another. I don't know what, what moats you have or what uh, flares you have. Uh, the burns that I have, I could... Oh, yeah, I could... Uh... Oh, perfect. 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 I can uh, roll... I can defend using my freak, which is two, instead of my savior, which is zero. Ooh, Nice. And what is that? Is that a flare? Uh, but yeah, that's my shielding flare. I can throw up an energy shield to uh, block, like to block. So what I do is I punch. Yeah, I punch the ground, and a wall of like a wall of like this techno organic matter shoots up. Oh, in front awesome! Of it. I love it. All right, make your roll. Roll. Or even it's actually it's a mind blast, so it's probably like I just like scream. And, like, energy just surges. Gotcha. So that's going to be a total of plus zero because I've got minus two to uh, defend because I am insecure. So that's going to be a five. Oh, mark potential. Mark potential. All right. So I I, I think you, I think you, you, like, you do this, like, no, and, like, subconsciously send out this this burst of, of energy. Um, unfortunately, Rakshasa was faster. And so, uh, oh, actually, let's see. Yeah, so you just didn't, you just didn't succeed. So, um, uh, so Wisp ends up rolling a 10, uh, and gets hit by this, but, um, you see Rakshasa turn toward you. You've definitely gotten his attention. Um, so on a 10 plus, choose one. You must remove yourself from the situation, flee, pass out, etc. You lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way, or two options from the seven to nine list. Um, so I'm going to do the two options from the seven to nine list. I'm going to uh, mark two conditions, and I'm going to uh, give the opponent an opportunity, which I think he is going to turn toward you now and uh, do a, uh, the same thing. He's reaching out with a hand. It seems subtler in some way, like he's crawling inside your mind to maybe control you. Uh you should uh, let's see how can I do this? Um, I might even just call this. Uh... Okay, so so I'm giving it. So I'm going to I'm going to take two choices from the seven. So I'm going to uh, give the the opposition gets an opportunity, and I'm going to uh, mark two conditions. The two conditions I'm going to take are angry uh, because. This guy is torturing my mentor and making her do things I, I am convinced she doesn't want to do. And I'm also going to mark... Let's see. I'm going to mark guilty. I'm feeling guilty that I didn't know that this was happening. It's been going on for three days and uh, I wasn't able to find her and I didn't take that action to track down where she was i made assumptions about who what she was doing that ended up being wrong uh so he turns to you and he says he says you you're what we're looking for you're what i need and he turns toward you and raises up his hand and he's like crawling into your mind his tentacles are uh, of psychic control or are warming their way into your minds you, you you realize that the only reason why it's not he's not 
taking almost full control over your body is because of this biotech, psychic biotech armor that you have is somehow fighting it, and pushing it back out, pushing these tendrils out of your own mind. Uh, but he's stepping closer and closer to you. I need you. My people need that power. As he steps forward, what do you do? Um, I, 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 I think I have an argument to make right now. Okay. I think this might be my moment of truth. Oh, but have you triggered it yet? How much potential have you collected? You might. <laughs> oh, I've only got, no, you're right. I've only got three potential. I forgot that I got to do five potential. Though. Yeah. And then once you, what's great with the moment of truth is if you get five potential, you can say like, oh, I'm going to trigger it soon. Like I've learned enough and you can just pick when it goes off. But you're pretty close if you keep rolling. Six. Pretty close. Um, so what happens is, um, yeah, he crawls into my mind. He opens this. He he. I'm, we're suddenly. I think the two of us are suddenly standing on like a meteor. Oh. And we're seeing this. Um, we're just like seeing all of this destruction as this fleet of warships is just decimating planets. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's showing this, he's telling me why, he's telling me that, like, we need this, my people are dying, we need your power. And I'm just, like, shaking. So this guy, this guy is doing all of these things on humans because his own people are, are, uh, do, do we see ships? Like, is it, is it under attack? Is it under, like, an environmental disaster? Yeah. I think it's I think it's warships. I think it's giant robot warships, right? It is like half the Borg and half uh like it's I think it's a techno organic oh, warship. Nice. Very very big and like just just massive like androids just blowing things up, you know, shelling planets and their world is burning. And yeah, it's we needed something because our world is dying. We need to fight back. We need you. Oh no! What do you? So what are you thinking? Like, what do you? How do you react to that? I am. I don't. I don't. I'm a kid. Like this is beyond me. And I, he's, he's got a point. It might, maybe. Maybe I help. Maybe I don't. So this is what I this is what I think. I, no, this no nothing. I is think worth with I think Wisp this. appears behind you. Like you, like as the as the vision starts to like fade or not fade. Like we're still in the middle of this vision. Mm-hmm. You hear Wisp's voice, but it, it's not quiet. It's it's normal to projected loud in a way that you've never heard that before, uh, in your mind, saying. This is not right. This is not right. If he if he needs help, he could ask. He took, he stole, he tortured. This is not okay. You are not a weapon. You are a hero. I'm going to try and comfort and support you. All right. Give me plus mundane. I'm trying to give you potential so you can trigger your moment of truth. <laughs> oh, nice. I rolled a 10. So on a hit, they hear you. They mark potential, right. clear a condition, which you might not want to do because you're burned, or shift labels if they oh, if they open up to you. 
Mm-hmm. So that means you need to like respond to me. You can mark potential I on a ten plus. I'll I'll add a team to the pool. All right. Uh, I think what is happening is, yeah, you're saying this, and I turn around and I just I'm looking at my hands and I'm like, but if I'm powerful enough to stop, but this is. No. No, you're right. This is... This is not what heroes do. Heroes don't force people to suffer. Heroes don't turn people into weapons. Heroes help people. Heroes save people. And he smiles... You see it under you can you can you can feel it under the like full face mask. You feel him smile a little bit with like the tears running down his face. And he says, "Big kids help little kids. We protect the weak. And right now, there's a lot of weak people that need protecting. And I am going to uh, mark potential. I'm going to snap back to reality." And I'm going to unleash my powers to blow nice. all of these ca- all of the cages. Uh, I'm specifically going to use my use two burn to overcharge, channel the full capacity of my incredible powers to overcome an obstacle, reshape nice. my environment, or extend my spent uh, my senses. So I I just kind of like I awaken and I am no longer in a costume. I am just like. I mean, it's oh, nice. style. I'm just full <laughs> fluid metal. And I put out my hands uh-huh. and just rip all of the cages open, right? And people are running, you know, security guards are getting trampled, people are grabbing guns, and there's, like, gunfights. The building is on fire because I caused unwanted collateral damage earlier. So the building is crumbling, people are fleeing, it is now chaos. And I am here, just this glowing golden being. Nice. I love it. I love it. So the and I think at that moment, uh I think at that moment though Revenant appears behind or between appears between us and Rakshasa. Yeah. As we turn our attention to Rakshasa, Revenant is standing there instead. Mm-hmm. Um Oh my goodness. Okay. So I step in front of you. You're this shining, powerful, glowing being, right? Uh, Revenant mm-hmm. is uh, is this impressive, in, has manifested herself in this impressive, physical, intimidating form. Uh, this Rakshasa character is clearly a powerful, psionic being of some sort. Mm-hmm. And I am this five foot three kid in a cloak standing between the two of you and i i look up at revenant and i walk toward her uh and i i take down my hood and i she looks down at me and i look up at her and i say you don't want to do this mother Damn. I'm gonna call for I'm gonna call for an empathize, but you finish what you're saying. Let these people go. 
think I threw myself off. Edit all that dead. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hurt these people. From the day you died, all you've wanted to do was protect them. And me. And he walks up and reaches out a hand to touch her. The Rakshasa looks down and looks at him and tries to reach out with his tentacled mind, uh, with his, the, the tentacles, the psychic tendrils. And Wisp looks up at him and just whispers, no. And un, uh, directly engages a threat. So he has a power called venting frustration. When you directly engage a threat while you are angry, you can roll plus mm-hmm. the label your mentor denies and clear angry. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and her. So I'm not a I'm not much of a danger. Danger is usually directly engage a threat is usually danger. Um, she actually denies. Sorry, hold on. Uh, she embraces uh, superior and she denies uh, savior. So I, mm-hmm. uh, when I say no to him, you see all of these spirits just manifesting themselves inside the space and surrounding him, taking basically the psychic blows of, of his uh, uh, attempt to take over my mind as they go after him. And I rolled, I rolled a raw 11 That's so plus cool. two is 13. So directly Hell, engage a threat yes. uh, on a hit trade blows on a 10 plus pick two. I'm definitely resisting or avoiding their blows. And I am taking something from him, which is my mother. I love it. Screw that. That's so freaking cool. Um, yeah. So That's as the spirits it. are like, uh-huh. are like uh, surrounding and him, I- they're literally like lifting him up off the ground as he's trying to, uh, psychically attack these, these manifesting spirits. Uh, Revenant drops to a knee as Wisp reaches up and touches her lightly on the cheek. And you see her body kind of shift and change. Like it, she can manifest herself in different ways because she has control over like the psychokinetic forms that she has, but she shrinks down into a much more like recognizable form. She's no longer this seven foot tall muscular creature. She's now uh, much more agile and live and more her. Would you like to mark uh, angry, afraid, or guilty on Rakshasa? Mm, Afraid. And I also, by um, venting frustration, I got to clear angry and do that ability. Cool. Uh, yes. Yeah. So what happens is you we clear you mark angry you mark afraid, and he he suddenly revenant suddenly uh, the two of you have this moment and suddenly you both turn on you both turn on Rakshasa, and he starts crawling backwards. And we never really described what he looks like, but like the way I described him to you is just Admiral Theron, but with a cat head and backwards hands. Yeah, right. exactly. 
And he's, like, crawling backward on his backwards hands, and he's, like, on his back, like, crab-walking backwards, and he backs up, and he, like, start, thinks he's backing up on a wall, but he's on my leg, and I've just appeared behind him, and I pick him up, and I just start lifting him. And I'm gonna spend my third burn to, uh, what am I, what are my burns here? I don't not even need to use my burn necessarily. Um, yeah, I'm not going to use my burn so much as I'm just going to, like, lift him up as I start to, like, float. And I'm just holding him. And I'm going to engage a threat by, like, just being, like, convince me. Ugh. Convince me right now not to open my hand. So he... And that's a 10... That is a 10, a tw uh, 12, or 11, 11. And you were, you were provoking? What were you doing? Uh, yeah, we'll call it provoke. It's, yeah, okay. I think provoke works. So on a 10 plus, uh, so he does what you want. So you tell him, you're, you're intimidating him. He says, my people, my people are dying. Your people have the answer. There's so much potential power in you. You you had it nearly a hundred years ago. And and you you let it go. You let it go. You can help me. Help me. Uh I, I would definitely I'm also gonna go ahead and mark uh I'm gonna mark guilty for that because that was a, that's very much either seeking forgiveness or implicating others. Oh on him? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think what I do is I look down and I see the two of you having this moment and I look at him and I look at the people running and I look at everything that he's done and I sigh and I, I'm not even looking him in the eye and I'm like, I we will, we will find a way to deal with whatever that is and my hand starts to form a knife or like a blade uh -huh. like a jagged blade and then it forms into that giant fist as i drop him for a moment and go for one big punch and i just yell but you nice. will not be a part of this and that is a nice absolutely a 12 so pick, threat so pick two, I'm assuming you are going to avoid his non-existent blow. <laughs> yes, avoid his blow and uh, avoid his blow and Perfect. frighten the opposition. I think that they see me, they see me like knock him out and the guards like drop their weapons. Yeah, I agree. And we have I think this is, this is the thing. So the last condition you were going to, we gave him was. Mm -hmm. so since that was the last one that gets triggered i think that's what he walks away from this fight mm -hmm. against yeah. us and you like yeah, he takes take he takes the angry blow of, of this and oh that's real good he will be back uh so uh so he is knocked unconscious the guards mm -hmm. drop their weapons um uh, the the fire sprinklers go off uh, as you see some of these manifested spirits now kind of flying around the room in, in a very kind of uh, Disney haunted house, almost kind of circular way. Um, 
they they turn off the uh, the fire sprinkler system uh, and then uh, disappear. Uh, Revenant stands up and you see her her kind of normal costume, which is a little which is cloaked and hooded, um, uh, manifest around her, and she turns to you and she says. I had many concerns about you from the moment Wisp told me what had happened. Same. Hard same. (laughs) You see her smile. Wisp doesn't do that very often. Thank you for making the right choice. Thank you for coming here and saving me. And thank you for protecting my son. He's a good kid. He doesn't have... It's what we do. Big kids protect little kids. It's how it is on the block. As long as I'm around. And he gives a two. He gives that like real class. That two finger teen like kid salute. <laughs> He's got nothing to worry about. Uh, Wisp is. Uh, Wisp uh, walks over to stand next to you. And she look, he looks up at his mother. and says, I'll see you at home. Uh, I have... And she dis- she fades away and disappears, and he turns around to you and looks up, looks up at you. And as much as you've realized, like you you put your hand on his shoulder, you've you've seen him interact with things, but you've also seen Revenant in the news and other things interact with things as well. But this is kind of that first time that you see that he looks up at you and, and looks you in the face, and he's got his hood pulled all the way back, and you realize that. He's not at all a dead kid. He's alive. And uh, I think two things are going to happen in very quick order. Um, I think Ballistic, like the mask falls back and we see Ballistic face just soaked with tears. And he kind of scruffs Wisp's hair. He's like, we did it, kid. We saved the world. Until the next time. Um, is there fear in Wisp's eyes Wh- when he looks at uh, at no or at uh, ballistic? No, not at all. But when you say we mm-hmm. did it, kid, we saved the world. Until the next time, he like kind of he reaches up but kind of half reaches, half jumps, and gives you uh, the hug of a kid who's never really gotten to do that. Fucking amazing. I love it. And I think that's a wrap. Also worth noting, that was my fifth potential. I think what, I think the, I think the panel is like we hug and there's a, there's a panel of ballistic looking up at the sky and even and like we see the we see like the skyline is replaced with the the outer space scene from before with the starships and we just get yeah. that one uh quote the we get the the text box and it just says and in quotes until the next time nice. and that's me unlocking my my moment of truth for the big crisis event which and uh my t- my team move is when you share a a vulnerability with someone Tell them a secret about your mentor and give them influence. So I finally got that influence. You did. 
my new big brother. That was great. great. <laughs> that was so good. I love it. I loved it. And oh, the GM list thing worked really, really seamlessly. I'm really happy with it. Yeah, that was pretty good. So yeah, it's so interesting. We could talk about that because when I introduced that character at the beginning, this female character, it was not in my head, Revenant. But it, when you said that, I was like, oh, and so you get this thing where it goes back and forth, where where even you don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. next, where it's going to go, and you play off of each other's ideas. I really like it. Yeah, and we had laid out uh, Rakshasa. We knew we knew his goals and his uh, we knew his drive and his motivations and like what he was doing in the broad sense. But yeah, right. that's the same. It really did it it. I'm 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 increasingly falling in love with playing Powered by the Apocalypse games as a GMless two player experience. It's yeah. very it's turning out very cool. I'm real happy with it. Nice. I love it. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Rich, thank you for coming on Party of One. This was awesome. This kicked ass. Whenever I need a good cry and a good stress in the best possible way, I come on Party of One. I it's what we do. Before we wrap up, <laughs> where can people find your work online? You can find me on Twitter at Umbral Walker. That's U M B R A L Walker. Uh, or you can find me at the YJ Files. Uh, you can also find me uh, and uh, all of our posts about Descent into Midnight at either descentintomidnight.com or on Twitter at D I M R P G. That's Descent into Midnight, D I M R P G. You can find us there. And hopefully we'll be. At some conventions this year, Metatopia and whatnot, doing doing some play tests, and perhaps uh, we'll be back and see how we can play it with a two player version. Oh, this this game was so much fun, Rich. Thank you so much for coming on. This was a blast. Thank you. And I'm gonna throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future, me. Thanks, fast me, and thanks again to Rich for coming on to the show. That game was incredible. I absolutely loved it. Be sure to check out Whelm the Young Justice Files at CrashingTheMode.com. It is, I can't even put into words how good of a show it is. It is remarkable. It is a it is a beautiful love letter to the DC Universe and to comics and to creativity. And there's just, it's so good. Everything about it is so good and I cannot recommend it enough. And be sure to follow Rich on Twitter at Umbra Walker. He is one of the best Twitter accounts that I follow because he is one of the kindest and most genuine and sweetest people that I know. Could not recommend it enough. Then while you're on Twitter, follow this show at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. If you really enjoyed the show, consider giving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout out, and a word of mouth recommendation. All of those things help us connect with new listeners, which helps the show grow and do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also consider backing us on Patreon at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. Patreon backers get access to many podcasts, interviews, and bonus material. And Patreon dollars help pay for hosting fees, equipment costs, convention appearances, all that kind of stuff. You can find that at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. If you'd like to hear more from me, consider checking out All My Fantasy Children, the character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast powered by your listener prompts. You can find that at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show, or you just want to recommend me a movie that you really love that you think I should watch, I'm trying to watch more movies in 2018 that I've never seen before. Uh, Netflix is preferable because that's what I have, but if you think it's worth tracking down in another format, I'll track it down in another format. You can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. 
Well, that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. Never gonna die.